Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant. Uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone. Hi there, OneRadioNetwork.com. It's a beautiful morning here in God's country, Dripping Springs, Texas. About an hour outside of Wacky Land, Crazy Land, Austin, Texas, where everybody is moving, so you might as well come too. And uh, we have another good week for you coming up. Adam Bergstrom is here this morning. Adam got rained out, not rained out, but he got electricity out last week. Uh, he was only on about 20 minutes and then his cell phone. Oh, well, it's a long story, but anyway, so we have him back. So um, we want to get our, 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 Adam, <laughs> our, our Adam fix. Uh, um, he's on the first Monday, generally, and the third Wednesday. And... This month, Adam, we're going to do the fourth Wednesday, okay? Put that down. We're going to do the 26th with you. That'll, that'll fit right in there. How about that? Okay, then tomorrow, um, we're going to be talking quite a bit about fat and oxalates and diet with two people, John Laspina, Laspina and Stephanie Keto, Keto Girl. She's got quite a story of how she ditched cancer, and she did it with fat, which is pretty interesting. And then also... Then on Wednesday, Dr. Philip over, 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 over street, over, over something, Ovida, and he's a cardiac surgeon, cardiac surgeon, and uh, we're going to ask him what he thinks is the cause of the hearts that he cuts open and looks at in the arteries. So that's, and then, uh, um, so that's this week. So come by and join us anytime. Patrick at one radio network.com or triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Now we're going to go out to the crazy uh, left coast where Adam Bergstrom lives. We try to get him over here to Texas, but he loves it out there. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bergstrom, you're the bravest guy in the world living out there in crazy land. How you doing? I'm great. We're great. It's raining. Uh, we did the elemental song in uh, early October when it was we, they were predicting dust storms and everything, and it's been raining ever since. <laughs> so you really think doing that song helps? I mean, did something? You know, I've seen it happen before, and uh, yeah, uh, hmm. you know, it could be something else, just coincidence. But uh, it's been going on for this is the longest time it's rained since I've lived in California. For about 50 years on and off, you know. And by the way, the water's still not rising at the beach at all. Oh, oh well, we're shocked there. So how, how much <laughs> rain have uh, has fallen on Montecito? You know, I don't know what the inches are. Last storm was about three, but it gives a little every day. It's just, uh, I think we have one day of sun here and there, and then another storm comes in. It's called an atmospheric river or a bomb cyclone. They're trying to scare people, you know, that it's global warming that's causing all this global cooling. Oh, I didn't know that. It makes oh. perfect sense. It makes uh, sense to me, yeah. So they're actually selling the idea of global warming for this thing? Oh, yeah, the, the 50 feet of snow that fell in Buffalo, that was because global warming caused the lake effect. Oh, the I lake see. warmed I, and I, made more snow, and that's I why see. it got so cold and freezing. You know, I, I should have considered that when I when I thought it could be a global cooling. Or <laughs> it's, called, uh, it's called the World Health Organization uh, Double Think. <laughs> yeah. Boy. 
the, the WHO is really deep into the whole Green New Deal uh, climate change, aren't they? I mean, and the UN, of course, is big. So all the big organizations, these big guys, they're out there really selling this thing, aren't they? they they've got a plan. What do you suppose that plan well, is? They're already starting 15-minute uh, cities. You need a passport to go, like in uh, certain cities in England now, you need a passport to go to six sections of, what is it, Oxford, I something know. like that. I saw that. I saw a little video a lady did. I almost was getting ready to invite her on, but folks, what, you, what, what Adam's talking about, I don't know how they sell in this because of energy crisis or... Energy crisis. Whatever, right. <laughs> Are running out of energy. Or the viruses or whatever. They, they think it's better if people just stay within 15 minutes of where they live, right? So they're selling. I think it's, I don't think it's in London yet, is it? Mm, I think they're planning to do it in London, but they have it in other places. They also have it in other countries. It's already in uh, Chile. Really? They call it... Uh, Pinochet redux because you need a passport to take your kid to school and you can only take them certain times so you have to leave them there uh, what's the person that uh, wrote the book about uh, Jeffrey Epstein she had to move from Chile Whitney Webb oh yeah she I know she's moved from Chile she's very cool I saw an interview with her cool. and uh, uh, the conservative guy what's his name um yeah, you probably know. Anyway, she he did quite an interesting. Glenn Beck, Glenn I think, Beck. is one yeah, of Glenn her Beck, interviews. Yeah. Good interview, and and we've watched quite a few interviews by her. She's a, I, she's attention to detail type of researcher. Boy, I she, really appreciate her. She's hardcore, man. I tell you what, she is. Uh, she's good. So she had to move. She lived in Chile. That's where she was living, but she had to move because she couldn't see her kids. She couldn't get out of town. You can't even go across town without a passport. You actually need a passport. <laughs> this, you know, can you remember the day when we probably all thought all this Orwell New World Order, you know, controlling everything was just, okay, well, it's just an Orwell thing. You know, they, they're doing it, man. <laughs> they are doing it. It's crazy. I figured this was coming, but Did not you? so soon. No, I, I you yeah, know, not I, this soon. I just I thought it, 2050 or something. You but know, you, but you really thought you really thought it was coming. Now, see, I'm pretty naive. I didn't think so. Yeah, I thought I thought they were going to do it, but I didn't think the technology would be so ready. They are so far ahead in technology; we have no idea yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Now yeah. they have the six G is coming. You know where oh, they put it in you. you? They use you. Get this? They use you as a battery. Oh, good. Just like in the Matrix. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, and the LED light uh, sources are the sources of monitoring you too, because they can use uh, radio frequencies in all of them. They're all set up to watch you. The lights will watch you down the street. So all of these LED things they've been selling, selling for That's the last why. 10 years, you're saying that these things are engineered to, to do what? <laughs> to watch you. Come on. <laughs> they're they they're radio do. waves. Come on, and a light bulb can't night. watch you. Come on, come on. Don't don't tell me you that. Be, 
Look it up. They can't. Yeah. Yeah. The, the circuits are LEDs have multiple circuits that you can watch and surveil people. That's why they're putting them all out. So anyone with an LED light. Now, I don't know about the small ones in your refrigerator, right. but they're probably working on it because microelectronics has gotten so extreme now that, you know, they're they're writing with atoms. They're writing. They can write notes and uh, there's quantum computers coming. Uh, right here in Santa Barbara, DARPA is working, was one of the pioneers in 6G with this kind of stuff. So they're planning a lot more. They, can, they, they can't do what they're doing with 4G. They have to go to at least yeah, 5G, 5G. And, then, yeah. and then 6G, they've got us. They're, you can't make a move. You can't take a poop. You, you, you can't walk outside without them knowing. Well, you know, since early on, you and other people talked about that, that the LEDs did a weird thing with the blue light at night and decrease the melatonin so personally patrick i've never i don't have an led anywhere i just do the incandescence but i tell you what they're hard i just i needed some more bulbs oh last week and i went to home depot they've got an entire row as you know of lights every one of them are leds except way down at the bottom in a corner you have two little facings of incandescent light bulbs you know 100 watt 75 watts that's it you know, in the whole place. That's it. <laughs> the whole place. And you're fortunate they're illegal in California. Oh, come on. No. I, I swear to God, they've been illegal for, Barbara Gal, three, four, five years. So LED. What do you, what I do mean, you, uh, incandescent lights. What do you get you? Is online? We, no, we get yellow lights because they hadn't run out of the bug lights. So all of our lights are yellow or we get the incandescent heat lamps. They still do sell those right. for now. Right. How, who knows how that's going to last, though. And now they're taking uh, they're they're going to make all electric cars by 2035. Yeah. And they're already taking many cars. 70,000 cars have been taken off the road uh, this week by Governor U-Haul. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm not amazed so much that they're doing it. What I'm amazed at Adam Bergstrom on this January 9 day is they're getting away with it. You know, not, not to awake people like you and I and our listeners, but pretty much they're getting away with it because most people don't know this stuff is going on. They have no idea. They have no, no clue. No. Do you know also that now we are an official uh, uh, transsexual state? Oh, good. That <laughs> anybody, they're recruiting people from other states. If you're a parent and want to bring your kid, uh, you can get the surgery and the crossover hormones with, and California uh, will prosecute any other state if anyone does a suit against them they will sue them. And so now it's a it's a transsexual state. And get this, the Santa Bar no 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 the uh, the LA Zoo has shows called infant friendly, family friendly, where they have transsexuals wiggling their boobs and doing all kinds of stuff and smoking drugs and everything for the LA Zoo. <laughs> hey, what are, what are they doing at the zoo? <laughs> It's a good question. What is it? Maybe that's the zoo, huh? And and by the way, I've been a Hollywood cab driver. I've seen my uh, share of transsexuals. Got nothing against them, but sure. when they're groomers, no, when they're doing pedophilia, that's a whole different story. And when they're 
doing surgeries on these infants, you know, and they they don't need permission from one parent. Uh, there's already been cases and cases of uh, people coming here, and they're actually recruiting. They're going to other states and saying, "Bring your kid here if you they want. If you're illegal to do it in your state, come here and we'll do it and we'll protect you and we'll sue the state if they try to sue you." Well, there's such a difference between the the blue and the red states. It's becoming more and more stark, isn't it? I mean, you have DeSantis and Texas here and Tennessee and Oklahoma. And they're doing just the opposite, just the opposite. You can't do it. It's child abuse. Uh, that, you know, doctors can't be forced to do all kinds of stuff. So, boy, this is going to yeah. be a divided country even more so, isn't it? You know, come the revolution, you're going to need to get out of there, kid, because you'll be you'll, you'll you'll they probably will never let you out. You'll need a passport to get out of there. <laughs> oh yeah, but the funny thing is, all the states switch back and forth. So I've learned that. Be careful about moving because where you go may be bad. You know, Florida used to be one of the worst states of all. I was in Key West. You need a shirt. A guy needs a shirt to be on the beach, and you can't sleep on the beach during the day. Well, That's the kind of rules they had in 1980. But and now, even now, they still have genetic, genetically modified mosquitoes in Florida. At least we don't right. have that. You know, actually, uh, DeSantis is looking at that. He. he he brought that up because somebody in the asked him about it. But I, I think that once you get a uh, you know embedded with conservatives like in Florida and Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, I don't think they're going to uh, vote in some some you know governor U-Hauls and change things too much. I think they'll stay, stay. But of course, you know, again, I'm pretty naive about that kind of stuff, so anything's possible. But I can't imagine Texas voting in some Looney Tune you know communist. It's not going to happen, you know. <laughs> they all have guns here. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in Texas has a gun. Adam Bergstrom, uh, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, it's crazy. So I want to talk about muscles. Uh, uh, muscles, not not from the sea, but muscles, 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 <laughs> muscles, and um, and sugar and fat with you. Um, so. So was it uh, was it a fellow by the name of Ansel Keys? Tell us about what his his story is, because Ray Pete brought him up several times, and you've mentioned him. What's his story in sugar, Ansel Keys? Um, well, sugar actually is runs your brain, and actually, sugar does what? William runs your brain. Our brain runs no, on fat, sugar. Fat runs your brain. No, I'll disagree on okay. that one. We'll have sure. to disagree. Yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah. I will talk about it tomorrow. And uh, yeah. but all, all the the people that I think know what they're talking about, but I know that you do as well. They all say no, no. It's it's sugar. I mean, it's fat. It's fat. Uh, Ray Pete said it was sugar. Really? <laughs> Put it that way. But here's the exception to the rule. Okay. If you don't eat sugar, then fat it will switch over, and fat will oh, run your blood. Okay. Yeah. But you have to be, uh, see, even the lion isn't on keto. Uh, they're not a ketogenic diet because uh, protein will not give you keto. It's the lack of, or the lack of sugar that will give it and starvation. One way to get on keto, just fast for two days and you're automatically on keto. Oh, what do you mean so when you say on keto? I mean making ketones. Making ketones. And what yeah. are ketones? See, the best idea is what are ketones? eat ketones. 
Uh, ketones are actually a, 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 the best way to explain it is a partial protein. They're kind of in between sage, and they're uh, you can make them by uh, dextrinizing a potato to 400 degrees, and you'll get a ketone. I have no problem, and Ray Pete didn't have getting ketones from food, but when we get ketones from the breakdown of our own body, he wasn't for that. And so, what does that mean, breakdown of their own body? It means the ketones are formed by protein breaking down in your own body. And why does that happen? Uh, because he, we're not meant to run on fat except for emergencies. At least that's in Ray Pete's. Uh, yeah, but philosophy. I mean, well, what, what do you think? So seen. you've done, you know, but Ray Pete, you know, he wasn't. I don't know, what's even right or wrong these days? You know, I mean, all the people out there talking this fat thing. It's hard to imagine that they're all off base. They could be. They are on yellow fat disease. Look at that. Look how many people are. Oh, yeah, that's but, even worse. but the, the people that are really selling the fat idea, Adam, you know, are all saturated animal fat. And they're all against, you know, the seed oils, uh, you know, and all that stuff and the yellow fat, and, you know, the omega-3 kind of oils, yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely on the uh, butter, and we, oh, we just stocked up on butter, cream, uh, sheep cheese, regular cheese, raw cheese, etc. So, I'm, I have no problem with saturated fat, except the ones in palm oil are worse than the omega 3 oils. Coconut oil is okay, and butter is okay, it has minimal amounts. But the palmitic acid is not a good acid. And when people substitute palm oil for coconut oil, they're cruising for a bruising. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it's fair to say with fat, if you stick with the animal, animal fats, you're, you're, you're going to be fine, right? You're going to be fine. Almost all of them. Almost. Steric acid. Now, we, we make oleic acid. We're, the, we're closer to olives than we are to, uh, to the steric acid in cows. But they make a certain amount of oleic acid too. If we eat no fat, we manufacture our own oleic acid out of the body. Otherwise, if you're getting fat, you don't do it because uh, oleic acid is the major fat we run on in human bodies. Steric acid is there too, and there is a certain role for uh, omega, uh, other omega acids too. Even omega-3s and omega-6s have certain therapeutic qualities to them, but when you go seek them, it would be like me going to a health food store and saying, I want a cortisol supplement. Mm. They would look at me like I'm crazy, but we need cortisol. Just like omega-3s and omega-6s do have certain things in the body, but it would be nuts to go ask for a cortisol uh, supplement. So so let me go back. You didn't answer my question on the Ansel Keys. What was his story? Keys with sugar? Keys. I'm not even sure who Keys is. Oh, you, oh that's why you didn't answer. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm familiar with Ray Pete and William Budd and the uh, French guy who did the sugar things that he found that a diabetic is actually producing sugars out of his own body protein, his own muscles. So he reasoned that since the exact amount of sugar coming out of your body shows how much protein is, he would substitute the exact amount. And he gave uh, 12, uh, 12 ounces of sugar was the average and four ounces of honey to a patient and kept them alive before they had any drugs for diabetes. 
So that's the story on sugar. Now, you sent me an interesting video about a man who was using sugar, and I haven't checked that one out yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. He um, Well, he, Fascinating. he he wasn't poo-pooing it like, um, like many people do. He was more in your camp. He actually showed a, I think he showed a clip of how uh, somebody was cured diabetes with sugar. Um, some, you know, I, I told you, and I put the, the about twenty minutes in there, so you might look at that because you had mentioned that oh, before too. Oh, I looked at that. Yeah, Did we you? we watched it. We were fascinated by it. So I just haven't had a chance to research it because I've been finishing up two other books here uh, this week, and it's been uh, we've been uh, basically sandbagging and doing stuff like that for all this rain going on here. So I'm thinking what uh, Ray Pete. Uh, he he talked about a fellow by the name of Ansel Keys that came out with this great big huge paper and study and all this about how bad sugar was, but it was all uh, made up. Um, you know what I mean? That's I believe that's the story. I I could be could be wrong there. I've only heard the positive parts, like William Budd, and then there's a uh, a French man too. His name escapes me, and I'm bad at pronouncing French anyway. Uh, but if you look at Wikipedia, it says he did the terrible thing of people giving sugar for diabetes and killed people, which is absolutely false, as Wikipedia usually tells the story. And you know my my take on Wikipedia. If it's something you can yeah, see, yeah. like how tall is an almond tree, they're very accurate. But if they tell you how something works that you can't see, beware, they're lying. Um, there, was a, there was an article, somebody was coming out, I think, selling the idea about sugar in the brain, and I sent it to Dr. Chafee, you know, he's a, he's a carnivore guy in Australia or New Zealand. So, he, so here's what he said. He said, yeah, this study makes some strong assumptions based on inference alone. And studies will do that if you're not careful, right? And the statement, quote, the problem with that theory is that the brain needs glucose to grow strongly and meat is not a good source of this type of sugar is utterly wrong. Your brain actually needs ketones to grow and develop properly. And since the advent of the agricultural revolution, our brains have shrunk by 11% on average, really. Plus our teeth and jaws have gotten misshaped and underdeveloped since then as well. Also, we make all the glucose we need as long as we don't eat it and raise our insulin. We make all the glucose we need as long as we don't eat it and raise our insulin. And there are whites, while civilizations are alive today and known in the past, who only ate meat and thrived with larger brains, bodies, and better teeth. This also contradicts the stable isotope N15 research that is far more reliable than this. It's actual objective science instead of supposition. Oh, that's that isotope thing where they actually look back at the bones of these people forever and they, they can pretty well tell what these people were, you know, were eating. Hmm. So well, they can tell exactly. And from the teeth, we were grain eaters from the teeth. The forensic science uh, has shown it and it's all over the internet that we started, the Greeks started on acorn diet. They knew how to detoxify all the phenolics in the acorn. And right here in California, acorns were a very important food, acorn flour. They did it in Washington. Yeah, they lived the on Indians it. Yeah, they lived on oh, it. Oh, they lived on it. The Greeks lived almost totally on acorns. Really? And, and they were stronger and healthier. But when they started the Olympics, 
they started to get the idea that they needed meat to, to do the Olympics. So they started to switch over at that time. But the original Greek uh, civilization, and you can read the original Greek authors, they were big on acorns and some kind of squash, I believe they ate too. Total vegetarians. Huh, really? And I'm not, I'm, I think a vegan can get in trouble. I'm more like uh, Fajal Singh, the turban tornado, is 111 years old. He broke repeat rules by starting to be a marathon runner at 80 in his 80s. And he ran 25 miles a day. He ran Olympics at, at 96 or 100, something like that. He carried the Olympic torch during the Olympics around the Olympics. And he eats a certain amount of dairy with uh, beans and things like that. And he's 111. According to Wikipedia, still alive. He'll be 112 in April, April 1st. Somebody, uh, that's fascinating. Here's somebody just said answer. Okay, okay. Uh, this is an email from Dennis. Keys oh, was famous for his work on making saturated fat is bad, not sugar. Oh, see, I was close. Sorry. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. He's the guy that sold us on the idea that saturated fat was bad. Thank you, Den Denise. See, I don't get these things straight. Talk to too many people, make make my head explode. Uh, and of course, saturated fat is necessary for immunity. Oh, uh, we, how they blame it is they see cholesterol when you have heart problems, and the cholesterol is the cops. It's like going to Man. Central Park, and every time there's a mugging, the cops show up. So the cops cause the mugging, obviously, because they're on the scene. Well, cholesterol is your best buddy, and in, in emergencies, it's it's anti-cancer, it's uh, pro-heart. The omega-3 fatty acids cause shrunken heart disease, brown colon disease, all kinds of other diseases. When you uh, when you take too many of them, we we have the capacity in our liver to fight this stuff off, to take toxins. But when you start taking supplements and eating a whole bunch of uh, omega threes. That's when you get in trouble. Sure, sure. That's the whole uh, cod liver oil, cod liver oil thing. You know, this fellow um, that I sent you, his name is escaping me. I, I've invited him on. I haven't heard Ahmed from him. Ahmed something, and it was a very interesting video. Yeah, and his whole take on the carnivore thing was that, and he, he actually played a clip of, a, of an interview that Patrick did with... Um, 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 I saw that. Yeah. Yes. What, what was what was the guy's name? Uh, uh, Agenis. Uh, Agenis yes, He played a clip of our show ten years ago, and Agenis argued ten years ago that you know meat was very good. He was total meat guy. I mean, meat, eggs, cheese, whatever, animal foods, but it had to be raw eggs. And he said if you cooked meat, um, that you that you actually, um, you're, you're, it would shrink the organs in the body. It cooked meat. It's crazy. So, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know about that, but I think we were designed to eat raw meat at first. Oh, then yeah. Then we started I mean, cooking it. Yeah. 
it, and some people claim we have bigger brains because of the cooked meat. Go figure. So a big brain is not necessarily a smart brain. Some of the smallest headed people have been a lot smarter and had more uh, intuitive functions and things like that. Right. Uh, back in the day, if you read the old writers in the 17th century, 18th century, and uh, even the 19th century, you will find they were a lot smarter than people today. Today, they're using computers upon computers, so everybody is a specialist. Back then, you had Renaissance fans. You would read people like Cesar Lombroso and uh, Gustave Le Bon, and these guys knew things all around the world. They, that Havelock Ellis, they knew things that we don't even know today. Right. In fact, uh, anyway, no, it's I just amazing. And I think our culture in the last 25 years is supporting the idea of rather than trying to prove yourself wrong, most people are out there trying to prove themselves right. And yes. that's what's going on today, I think. I think that's the big problem. Because I think you've got it. Yeah, don't you think science so? Is, yeah. Science is to, see every, to, to prove it sure. wrong. Hey, to prove and it, then, yeah, that's science. That's real science. Well, let's see if this is right, because we could be wrong. No, they just go ahead and we're going to prove this right, whatever, right? Um, and it's like Sherlock Holmes. Uh, right. Eliminate the impossible, and then however improbable the results are, that has to be the truth. Oh, is that what Sherlock Holmes did? He did the same thing. He tried to prove it. He had the scientific method. Oh. So his method is what we should be doing. Eliminate the impossible. Right. And then however improbable the result is, it has to be. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I had never read any uh, or watched any home stuff. Isn't that cool? Uh, to me, that's I. I think of the real, um, the real characteristic of what we might call genius, right? Somebody knows, you know, he's trying to prove himself wrong, and I, that's what I like about Cowan, Kaufman, and these whole show me the virus people, because they're always out there. They're you know they're trying to prove themselves wrong. They really are. Uh, you know. I, they look for it all the time, all the time. If they're wrong, Cowan has said it, man, if I'm wrong, I'm out. You know, I'll give in, but I just haven't seen it. If you got it, show it. You know, show me this isolated virus, which I think is cool. You know, that's that's really the way to be. That's science, right? That's science. It's the scientific method, and, and that's why I rarely go to PubMed. And now sometimes I sure. quote it, but I know individual experiments are bull. You have to get an expert like Weston Price, he researched for 60 years. So he had a clear understanding. And for people who say, well, Ray Pete, he's always quoting uh, PubMed. But think about that. He didn't, all of the studies, if you read them, don't validate Ray Pete. In fact, PubMed will not allow Ray Pete because he's not peer approved. Yeah, peer -reviewed, so yeah. Ray Pete was a master of drawing the information out of uh, PubMed, but not the studies. So he just used the studies to, to fight fire with fire. Yeah. But he knew most all of those studies are fake, and they're provided by pharmaceutical companies. I mean, look at the whole thing that went on for three years now with, uh, with companies that kill people. Right. Boy, you know, it's starting to come out more and more, though. I mean, do you think this whole... Vax thing will ever just erupt where 
I don't know. It's 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 getting out there, boy. That these things are, it's really getting out there. These videos. People are a little more suspicious, yeah. but the people who run the world have studied mesmerism, hypnotism, and psychology. Bernays, all of that they've got in. They know how to manipulate a crowd. Yes, so they do. Until we realize that we realize what they're doing, and people don't. They think. They don't know they're in the matrix. No, they don't. They have no idea. They, the people who run the world, know they're in the matrix, but they take the blue pill and figure how they can manipulate in a fake world, and that's where we are. Did you Did you hear our show we did with Jason Kristoff? Yes. Boy, he's really sharp, and man, he he was saying exactly what you're saying. You know that he and he went into great detail. I can't believe he did all that research. You know and. Man, these guys know exactly what they're doing. They, 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 they know exactly what they're doing, boy. You know. <clears throat> they do. The whole engineered, like nobody is elected. Everybody is selected. Nobody, nobody gets elected by the American public. It's all false. All the elections are rigged. Kennedy was rigged. You know, in Chicago, the mob yep, had people voting four or five times, and they said, if you don't vote, if you're in the union and don't vote for Kennedy, you're dead. You're dead. That's how they did it in Chicago. And what Adam's so, talking just, about, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is that's the only reason Kennedy won, is because they went in at the last minute and stuffed the ballot boxes in, uh, I think, in uh, um, Chicago. in Chicago, and he won Illinois. That's how close it was. And that's how, that's, he, how close it was. that's how he won. I mean, he, I thought he was a good guy, Kennedy. He was cool, but it was a it was a it was a coup d'état at the end of the day. You know, uh, Oliver Stone's uh, film on Nixon has that in there. It's a really really great uh, great scene. You know, Kennedy had his faults, but he's better than anything else we've oh, got today. Man. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's why they killed him. God love him. You know, because he you know he really hated the CIA. And he really wanted to get out of Vietnam. And the whole um, Cuban Cuban thing, right, um, you know, he stopped that one. And they hated him, boy, you know. They, they wanted they him. They did. They wanted him his out dad, of there. His dad made a deal with the mob that uh, Kennedy would uh, uh, look out for their interests. And the person that got him killed was Bobby because he decided to attack the mob. Yeah, right. And, he, uh, yeah. And Joe Kennedy had a heart attack over it. He was so upset because now the mob was going to get get him. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and Robert Kennedy convinced his brother. He said, "Look, we got to go after the mob." And so Kennedy said, "Okay, okay, Bob. why not, Bobby?" Then <laughs> they, they both got killed. And they killed Bobby too after that boy. Yep. Man. Well. And now you get you have the heroic Kennedy, the Robert Kennedy Jr. Look at him; he's uh, he's great. Oh yeah, he's. I really love that guy. He's he's all over it, you know, isn't he? He's really he's doing some great work. Um, oh. There's a lot of people out there, but we have to remember we're outnumbered. Oh. You know, when I worked in a metaphysical bookstore, I had the idea. So many people came in that I was familiar with. I thought the world is changing. We're going metaphysical. <laughs> yeah, but well, then, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, and before that, I'd been to an Eagles concert at this huge auditorium. Couldn't even get in. It was right. so crowded. So when Ram Dass was coming to town, John Lilly was coming to town, uh, a whole bunch of other people were coming to town. I was so excited, and I wanted to get there early so that there I'd get room. Even with Ram Dass, 
the auditorium was about one-fifth full. Yeah. And with the rest, it was even less. Charles Tart, all the biggies of the day, they had nobody coming. And so it was a rude awakening for me that we're drastically outnumbered. And even now, they, they are now intensifying the idea that the anti-vaxxers are responsible for this going on and on. COVID would have been over if everybody had been 100% vaccinated. But now, because of a few holdouts, it's destined to come on. You heard about, what is it, the Kraken? The Kraken virus is oh, coming now. Oh, is that a new one? Uh, Kraken, yeah. Oh, yeah, 2.2p. One oh whatever it is, and now it's supposed to be ravaging uh, the New York, Massachusetts area. Came from Canada, originally started in India. Two Omicrons came together and formed the Kraken. And the Kraken is that sea monster they made the movie of, you know, to make it really scary. Well, it's know, got tentacles, and it's 90, coming for 95% you. Ninety-five percent of humanity, you know, gets their news from. TV. I mean, so it's easy, man. They got these people. You know, it's they can convince them of anything, right? Forget about it. For all the idea that we get the news from the internet, it's still done from TV. Even people use TV shows like Tucker Carlson to watch it on the internet. Right. So they're watching TV on the internet. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I love the, I'm going to start using this, uh, Jason's term for these people. Uh, rather than elite, uh, is mentally defective parasite class. Don't you like that? That's an I, that's excellent. A, I like it. Mentally defective parasite class. <laughs> excellent. I like Adam Bergstrom. Uh, stay right there, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Thanks for your support. You know the way we uh, make our house payment around here is uh, that you uh, um, buy, buy some products from that we that we sell. That's how we do it. We don't charge for any commercials. Uh, that's not our model. Many people think we do. Oh, Patrick, you must make, you know, whatever. That's not how we do it. What we do is we just talk about products, and then and then when you buy them, then we get a commission on the deal. And then people also send us um, some donations. If you'd like to do that, um, uh, that'd be great. Uh, let, let us know. You can just go on the donation tab and send us 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks, whatever you got. That'd be cool. Um, Cause we just do month to month like you do. So, you know, that's the way it works around here. Patrick at one radio network.com is my email, but you can do the donation thing and also look at some of our products. We have some good one, good ones. We've been selling this product for my goodness. Uh, I think 10 years or so. It, it's crazy. We were talking to Wayne Blakely, the living streams guy, and he told us some interesting things about sulfur. When we eat the glyphosate, mm-hmm. and what it does is inhibits the plant from uptaking any minerals and nutrients from the soil. Right, right. And the plants die. Okay, so that's what it does to us. When we eat the glyphosate, it's exactly the same thing. It stops the uptake minerals, and especially sulfur. And sulfur causes people, we're made up of 52% sulfur, take away the water, okay? And we're sulfur beings. We have to have sulfur to keep us sane. We have to, to have sulfur in our brains to keep us sane. Otherwise, we go, we get manic, you know, bipolar, uh, things like this, and you have to be on drugs. That's, a, that's all caused from the glyphosate. Yeah, we've heard that about the sulfur. We've had uh, Stephanie Seneff on from MIT. Yeah, I know Stephanie. Yeah, yeah do you? Stephanie. And the whole yeah. sulfur cycle. Oh, yeah. Well, we probably would be eating sulfur every day, whether the glyphosates are there or not, but this is another good reason. People just feel better taking it. Brings oxygen everywhere. You can order sulfur 
three prices, United States, Canada, and worldwide. Email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com if you want to order more than four pounds and a discount. Sulfur, organic sulfur. Yeah, it's the real deal. There's no silicone dioxide, nothing else but pure organic sulfur on OneRadioNetwork.com. Did you know the DNA of the pearl and we humanoids are very similar? Did you know that? The DNA that's responsible to create the pearl is very similar to how our human calcium metabolism is done. So it's very, very interesting. That's why the pearl is so good for our skins, for our bones, for even to rejuvenate our bone marrows, rejuvenate our bones, and rejuvenate our skins, uh-huh. and also nerve systems, you know, joints, all kind of um, muscles, and like eyesight, our eyes is, is a big muscle, basically, and also our heart. It's very good for the heart. It's quite interesting that she mentioned the pearl works to build the bone marrow, and in Ayurveda medicine, they've often talked about the idea when you build the bone marrow is when you build beauty and longevity. Curious. Pearl, this is a great product. You can brush your teeth with it, and in my opinion, you'll see amazing results on your toothies. Really amazing. You can take it internally, mix it with face cream. Our link on One Radio Network goes to a two-pack where you get a great discount, but if you only want one to start, just click around and you get yourself one. Pearl Sim, click on the ad on front page, OneRadioNetwork.com. Yes, sir. It's a great one. It's a really a wonderful product. If you'd like to get yourself a sauna, we heard rumors that they're going to go up in price. I shouldn't even mention it, but that's word around the campfire. I'm not sure that's the case, but the shipping thing has kind of got crazy. And these uh, saunas are made at a medical university in Taiwan. Go figure. So if Russia doesn't take them over, I guess we'll still have saunas. <laughs> great. Um, anyway, so it's it's a great one. It is called the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. I'll show you a little picture here for those of you on video. And you sit in this puppy with your head out so you don't heat up your head. You want a cool head and hot booty, as Adam has said. Not a hot head and a cold booty. Yeah, that's always wrong. Yeah, you do that. Cool head. Uh, uh, they're very, I, I was in there twice last yesterday or last night or this morning since I didn't sleep. What's that song? I didn't sleep at all last night. Well, that was me, man, I tell you. I was going to ask Adam about that, see if he's got some drugs he can send me. Anyway, uh, check it out. If you'd like to get a sauna, I can give you the best price, one $1,295. Tax title license uh, in, the, in the United States. Just email me and I can get you this price. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Know the source on One Radio Network. Adam Bergstrom, two websites now, SolarTiming.com, right? Do you got some weights there? You've been there? Right. Tell them about your resistance bands, though. They're even better. I I was going to ask you about those. I was going to ask you, but I want to. I want to get. Uh, I was going to go somewhere, and then I lost. Oh yeah, sleep. So, Adam Bergstrom, you know, I have a pretty, very deep and strong spiritual practice, and I can, I can go to no thought probably in about fifteen seconds. I just can't. I'm just good at it. Right? Nothing. Just 
And how is it possible that I can be in that state of consciousness, right? Nothing. And can't sleep. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, uh, I was up all night last night. I think I had about half hour worth of sleep. Now, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel terrible. I, I can feel a little like I could use some sleep. But you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. What do you think? You got some ideas for me? Or maybe it's just, this is just the way it is. I live with this for now. Or what do you think? I'm envious. I studied with a man who didn't <laughs> sleep at all. And Master Chen sleeps one or two hours. And most masters don't sleep at all. So count yourself lucky. So you mean, so, so maybe I should just stop thinking about it as being something wrong or bad and just be with it because I'm just I'm not in, I'm not in agony or anything I might as well I'm envious I want to live 24 hours a day I'm on the computer and then I said oh I'm getting sleepy I got to go to sleep and, and uh, don't get stuff done I could write twice as many books if I was awake all night Interesting. and sometimes I do get up three o'clock so I can have quiet and uh -huh. don't have to uh, you know time for orange time now and the solar time time you know, the solar stuff that right. I'm into. Right. So maybe that's the lesson for me, is just get into it. Just get into it. Now, Adano said it should happen naturally, because uh, you right. can get in trouble, but if you feel good. Uh, one time, a lady came into the health food store, and she asked for some tryptophan to, so she could sleep. And uh, back then, I looked at her, and she looked so healthy, I said, can I ask you why you're taking that? Well, I want to sleep uh, because I stay awake at night. Well, uh, do you feel good by staying awake? Yes, I do. Then why are you taking it? Well, I live with my relatives and they need to sleep. Do you have a private room? Uh, she said, yeah, I do. But what would I do at night? What's your favorite thing to do while you're awake? Well, I like to read. And I said, well, then why don't you just read and put the light on in your room and you won't bother him. And she cried. She said, thank oh, you, thank oh. you. And she and I lost the sale, but it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. She cried. You know, that's what I, I do, but I, I, I haven't been that uh, proficient at doing more productive things when I am up, thinking that I really need to look and see why I'm not sleeping. So I'm just going to get over that. I just need to just get over that, right? Just... Yeah. Get over it. Especially if you feel good. If you now, if you wake up dragging, but see, most I'm all people, right. I feel fine right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, perfect, I, perfect. I, you know, I feel fine. I, I did take a sauna about five in the morning, so I thought, well, maybe if I do another sauna because I did one at nine at night, I'll do another sauna and then I'll probably relax or whatever. So I did fall asleep in the sauna because it turned off and. It's on for 30 minutes. I don't even remember. So I fell asleep. So that's the only time I slept was 30 minutes in the sun. Oh, uh, catnapping is okay. You know, I uh, the only one of Donald's initiates who made it where they didn't need to sleep is a guy named David Neal. I traveled him with him for a month, and he only laid down once for 10 minutes, 
And I thought, ah, busted. But he was stretching his back out on the floor. He sat up the entire time, and he would meditate a lot. So when it was my turn to drive cross-country, we went completely across the country from California to San Diego, all the way to South Carolina and all over Knoxville. But on the way, uh, if I said, David, where do I turn? He'd be sitting like this, meditating. He'd open his eyes, turn there. I said, okay, and he'd go back. (laughs) But... But all the entire time he was awake. And when he was at home, he worked two full-time jobs and uh, and took care of five kids along with his wife. And so he just didn't sleep. Once in a while, he would lean forward and meditate for about five minutes and then wake up and go do his job. Hmm. He so, was responsible for salting the well, roads in uh, Kentucky for all kinds of businesses. So I should be a little more clear, and this would probably help, and I can't believe I'm not only now mentioning this. Well, I do a lot of soul traveling, right? But I'm awake <clears throat> while I'm doing it. I'm So I don't feel like I'm sleeping because I'm awake, but I'm in another reality. So maybe, maybe I am sleeping. Maybe my body is sleeping when, when I'm awake. Do you know what I mean? Well, see, uh, when it's a strange thing, but as long as you're keeping a Delta brainwave, but people are so used to feeling tired in Delta, right. including myself, I, I have a trouble with it. But Adano said it takes training to overcome the Delta wave. So you are asleep, but you're in Delta at the same time. So he could close his eyes and go into Delta immediately. And I met a Swami named Nadabravananda. And he could do the same thing. He could generate a delta wave. And I saw him do a musical performance. My friend, Dr. Bob Wright, was on the uh, biofeedback machine and said, this is amazing. He stayed in delta the entire performance, which, of course, Bob Wright said, is impossible. But he did it. Not a bravananda. Remember I did that brain thing, that test? Remember the fancy test, and they wired, they wired me up because I thought, because I couldn't sleep, right? So I went to this play, and the guy said, well, you're, you're in Delta Wave, and we can get you out of that, and you go to sleep. That's what he told me. He showed me the thing. I remember. They're trying to make people sick. <laughs> so I, I have Delta Wave karma, so this is good, right? The more Delta you're in, the healthier you are. It's the non-breakdown state of the body. Really? So when, yeah, now... Beta is the worst, alpha is less, uh, theta is less, and delta is uh, is a non-breakdown, and omega is building up. That's the zero brain wave, where you don't register anything. <laughs> so that would be no omega. No cycles. No cycles. You, you just, you know. Then you don't. Then you rebuild. You don't just uh, break down. You don't just stop the breakdown process. You rebuild. And the omega... Yeah, there are people who have mastered it. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's really funny uh, when you're awake, and then you come back in your body, and then you still don't feel like you were sleeping, but maybe you were. Maybe your body was just so. Is your body resting when I'm in delta? Yep. No matter if you're walking, running, exercising, if you can stay in Delta, you're resting. You're getting all the rest you need. In fact, the idea is rest, not sleep. Yeah. And rest is a Delta. It can happen in Delta. It can happen in unconscious Delta. 
uh, they call that cervicopa samadhi, and they call nervicopa samadhi is when you can move around. You don't just have to sit there uh, affixed to the uh, to the couch or right. the meditation pad. Hmm. Well, it's serious, curious, man. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Join the club, right? I have no idea what's going on. Uh, let's see here. Okay, let's do some a uh, couple emails for you. Mm. Happy New Year. This is from Paul. Happy New Year. Can you help? I feel my night vision isn't too great this last year. Is there anything I can do to boost it up a bit? Night vision. Do you know anything about night vision, Adam? Baby vegetables. Baby vegetables, really? Yeah. Or you can't eat liver. Anything that has retinol and uh, beta carotene can do it too, but your baby vegetables have retinol in it. See, we're taught that beta carotene creates vitamin A, but it's the other way around. Vitamin A creates beta carotene. The, a, a baby, a, a human baby will have more retinol. A liver will have more retinol, and so will a baby vegetable. They start out with uh, with retinol, and then they break it down to store beta carotene in the same way we do. If we have too much uh, beta carotene, it we turn orange. A plant does the same thing, but it can convert the retinol into beta carotene, and we can do that too. Mm. So, uh, be- retinol. Is beta carotene? Is beta carotene? No, no that, that is actually the vitamin A, the okay. uh, actual vitamin A, which uh, is is supposed to be only available in animal sources. That's why certain people say you need cod liver oils to get it and all kinds of things like that. You don't. It was proven by uh, atomic uh, scan microscope in 1948 by two women at, what the heck is that woman's college? Uh, anyway, they uh, proved it that, that that actually they had it reversed. Beta carotene does not create vitamin A. Vitamin A creates beta carotene. Oh, like anything on planet Earth or the Earth plane, it's usually backwards, right? Yep. <laughs> it's usually, usually backwards. Now, yeah. Now, some people, as Ray P. point out, have trouble uh, handling uh, beta carotene. People with diabetes, cancer, things like that, they usually need some kind of a, either a baby vegetable or liver or some kind of source of getting it. And as an iridologist, you can tell it because often the orange beta carotene will be in the pigment in the eye. You'll see orange in the eye. Oh, really? I used to have a slit lamp and do iridology uh, extensively, and I uh, wish I had a slit lamp again. Well, I'm not seeing any people. We're hermits now, so yeah, what's the point? We're hermits now, right? Um, as you know, I'm doing the X3 thing and I'm building some muscles. I really like it. And we can talk about the resistance, variable resistance. But you, you've you talked often, Adam, about your experiences back in the 60s and 70s in the bodybuilding thing. Because you, you really studied bodybuilding, didn't you, at one point? When was that? Uh, around what year was that? The 80s. The 80s? Uh, in fact, for, yeah, first I bodybuilded and I I consulted about, I was buying 15 magazines a month. Wow. Bodybuilding, exercise, anything I could learn about it. One of my problems, but I did more research than I did working out. <laughs> well, that but, happens, yeah. But I, but I actually got some muscle. Then I had a girlfriend and I lost a lot of the muscle because I was so yeah, I involved in the relationship and went... And when she ran away with another guy, 
and, and I caught them together. I went right to the gym, signed up, and I started putting all my anger into the <laughs> exercise. I'm going to build muscle. Yeah. And my proudest moment was when some guy comes up to me and says, are you on steroids? <laughs> you had that, your, Man, you your muscles were that big. Head. <laughs> your muscles were that big, huh? Wow. I grew really quickly, and I followed solar nutrition principles of uh, of having foods at certain times, having a seen bread with uh, sheep cheese or goat cheese, a lot of tricks like that. Adano showed me the cold water uh, trick, and a lot of things like that. So yeah, I got a good pump on back then. Okay, so back then in the day of the Schwarzeneggers and and uh, um, uh, all these people, Sylvester Stallone. I mean these these weightlifting dudes in the 70s and 80s, what were their foods of choice that they felt were supporting building muscle? Was, was it meat or eggs or fat or protein? Or what was it? You know, uh, it varied. There were actually vegetarian bodybuilders like Bill Pearl who right. did fine. So you can't build muscle on either one. People like Leroy Colbert, he claimed, no, you have to have meat to build muscle. Uh, a lot of bodybuilders, even vegan ones, have proved that's not true. But most of the people who build the type of muscle you see today, in fact, 99% of them are on steroids. Sure, of course. You yeah, can't yeah, do it. Yeah. But back in the day, I knew Don Peters, who was a, a Mr. America contender and a Mr. Olympia contender. And back then, they had a totally different diet. They didn't know that meat could actually stop the cuts that you get. So, uh, excuse me, that milk could. So he drank a quart of milk. He ate oranges, peel and all, bananas, peel and all and he ate a whole bunch of food and when he was my coach for a while he had me eating seven i brought seven tuna sandwiches to work every day ate two on one break three on lunch and two afterwards and i stuffed myself and uh, and i did gain some muscle at that point but i was more interested in the gymnastics so he told me you got to stop doing handstands on the rings i mean on the uh, the parallel bars and stuff like that and you got to concentrate on the exercises but he was a phenomena if you look up in the uh, you can go on the internet and see the guy for his time he was a contender they thought he was going to beat over uh, Schwarzenegger, and later they became bitter rivals. Mm. They, so, they, uh, so after yeah. all this time, in 2023, I, I hear you saying that that we can use most any food to build muscle with the right resistance. You know, I read enough of those exercise books to notice everybody had a system, mm. and they got results. They got results, even. Various exercise ideas, whether you had HIT, what is it, high-intensity exercises, right. you had variable resistance. There was always someone who got a lot of muscle. Uh, one of the hmm. exceptions to the rule is Jack LaLanne. He yeah. broke all of Joe Weider's record. You're not supposed to overwork out. That guy did a thousand push-ups. He did a thousand chin-ups. He, he crazy. did a thousand. Yeah. He, he was, crazy. and he was an alcoholic at the time. That down, he knew Don Peters. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he worked it all up. He he used his uh, calories and probably his omega three fatty acids and just wore them out. Jack Lalanne said, "I'm not going to rust out." I'm going to wear out. And he did. I think <laughs> he, he lived to, what, 94, 96, something like that. <laughs> so for Patrick and other people, 
uh, that, are, that are building muscle, is it just a trial and success thing and see see when the, we eat different foods if we can tell some difference? Because how would I know? You're just going to have to experiment, right? Yeah. Experiment is a better thing. And there are some general rules. It's not like it's just total chaos out there. So uh, some of the weeder methods, you know, uh, sets of 12, that kind of thing, they do have I mean, some with validity. The food. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm going to stick with this variable resistance thing. But I'm thinking on the yep. food angle of experimenting. Experiment, yeah. You, you do need a certain amount of protein, however you get it. You do need a, a certain amount of fat, and fat actually is very important for the bodybuilding process. A is lot it? of people don't realize. And gas pressure is another thing totally overlooked by bodybuilders. Yeah. I actually, skinny me, advised some major bodybuilders. I forget the one out of Portland. He was uh, Jay something. Uh, through his representatives came to me, and I was giving him supplements and things like that of injectable grade free form amino acids all kinds of things like that which later i found out you can get out of raw vegetables <laughs> the same raw vegetables. free form amino acids yeah no one measured free form amino acids they only measured protein so some guy from the heritage food company decide i'm going to just see if there's any free form amino acids and they always knew there were a few in there but they didn't know there were full spectrum Amigo, amino acids floating around in tomatoes. A Burbank tomato has more free-form fatty acids than a steak, than a beef steak. Does. That's crazy. Beef steak tomato. That's crazy. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I actually saw a video by a uh, a guy that I really like. Is he's a bald guy, Eckberg, Eckenberg, a doctor or something like that. I don't know if you know him, but he seems pretty sharp. And I've watched some of his stuff, and he did the whole. Uh, cellular matrix of, of an egg compared to, to to meat to like a ribeye steak and the egg's got more going for it of usable protein if you like protein than the steak does I mean that's it's whoa and he you know it he, does it's, it's crazy yeah an egg is a, a, a complete food if you eat the whole thing these people who eat the white of an egg yeah, they're kind of yeah. cheating themselves yeah I and think I, they're dishonoring the chicken, too. The chicken gives us whole egg. Let's eat the whole egg. And I we do, eat uh, two I, eggs a day. Two, I do four, five, six a day in raw. But I do it raw. Just put them in a glass, put some butter and some salt. And I do really well with that. You, you can drink it in about a half an hour and chew it. You know, you just don't slop it down. Now, remember in the Rocky days and all that, they used to slug down these eggs uh, without even breaking them up, remember? And the... <laughs> <laughs> the bodybuilders? Yep. I was raised on eggnog. My mother gave it to me since I was a little kid. I couldn't get out of it. couldn't go to school without having my eggnog. Oh. You think there's a big difference between the raw egg and the cooked egg? As far as there's a big difference, but a uh, cooked egg gives you more nutrients and a raw egg gives you other things. So it just depends on what you're looking for. And the good news is between cooking and semi-cooking and raw, you get to get different foods. So often I would combine a raw food with a cooked food of the same one. They have different tastes and they have different nutrients. And that way I get more uh, more variety than I would if I just stuck to one way. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like with uh, investing, uh, dirt diversify. Diversify, right? <laughs> diversify, that's a good, you know, it works in economics and it works in body economics too. Yeah. And, it, and it's so easy uh, for any of us, all of us, and my, your host included here, 
to get dogmatic and thinking that one way is the best. And we just know that's not true. Because our needs change as our states of consciousness change, right? We think things differently, and when we do that, then who knows what's going on in the body, right? I mean, I was thinking about the... I've had my share of being dogmatic, believe me. (laughs) We all have, dude. And, and, you know, I was thinking about the whole oxalate thing, uh, right, that we've been talking about tomorrow, but tomorrow, and I got all into this oxalate and didn't want to do them because I believed that they weren't good for you. So you buy into it, and you say, okay, well, okay, I won't do that. And, um, And then, even... Even if you get to the point where I say, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try a few more almonds because I like almonds," and maybe this oxalate thing is all made up. I don't know. Uh, Adam doesn't have oxalate poison. He eats a lot of Adam almonds. But then, if you've got that subconscious kind of belief and you're not sure, right? Say if you're not sure about something, right? You, you know, you say, "Okay, I think almonds are gonna be fine. I'm gonna do it," but on a subconscious or even a conscious level, you're still not sure if oxalates are an issue or not. That would screw up your whole experiment, wouldn't it? That would screw it up. How would you have a pure experiment to knowing if these almonds are going to be good for me or not? You couldn't. Nope. You'd have and to- uh, oxalates have a downside. We make 80% of our oxalates from vitamin C in our bodies. That's why intravenous vitamin C is used for cancer. Oxalates fight cancer, but they wipe out your kidneys in the process. So people taking that intravenous cancer thing, they get cured of cancer and die of kidney disease. Because they get the kidney Not stones too smart. and all of that? Wow. Well, some of them. Formers have a lot to do with uh, other things in your body, too. Some people can get away with eating a lot of oxalates, and some can't. They can cause minor uh, things, too. But we make, we not only make it internally, but we generate it from vitamin C, which surprised me when I first read about it in, uh, what the heck is that, uh, classic medical book. They know about it. That's why they know that vitamin C creates oxalates, cures cancer, but they don't tell you it wipes out your kidneys. Oh, and they know this. As you know, I, we've been uh, doing this uh, one, and I'll show you a picture. And this is the X3 device that we've been promoting. You can get one on One Radio Network. I bought mine, I think it was uh, late September, so it's October, November, December. So it's been about three months, and I'm really actually getting some muscles. Now, Adam, on this idea where you're taking these elastic bands, right? And you're, you're pulling them up um, like this. And if you do an overhead thing, you're doing this, right? So you're up here, and you've got pressure, and then you bring it down. And you still have pressure. You still have pressure on the muscle, and you still have pressure. So you never take pressure off the muscle. Uh, Jaquish's um, understanding of that is that it's a, it's, a, it's a better way to do it because you're not tearing or ripping the muscle because you don't get sore. What do you think about his conjecture, that thing? I think that's partially right. I think a certain amount of soreness is okay, but also soreness shows your muscles aren't up to snuff because uh, every time I would lay off exercising and then go back, uh, say, six months later, and your muscles would uh, build up lactic acid when you worked out. And I always would start light, but I never started light enough. I'd still have to get out of bed all stiff. 
they tell you now that's muscle tears. It's not muscle tears. It's lactic acid overload. And how I learned that is the first Sufi workshop I ever took started at 10 in the morning and ended at one at night. And we exercised like I call it Sufi boot camp all that time. Well, in the morning, we were supposed to come back on Sunday, and I was so sore I could barely get out of bed. So I said, surely he's going to take it easy on us today. He didn't. It was the same intense workshop. But when the day was over, my soreness was completely gone. So either we can assume that I miraculously healed my muscles, which is the less likely thing, or the lactic acid overload is real, even though they discount that idea and say it's impossible. Oh. I actually talked to a Mr. Uh, World uh, guy, Lance something, whatever his name was, and he said he'd found the same thing that they're incorrect about lactic acid. And he was doing a college paper on it, actually, at the time I met him. Hmm. So, um, so when we're not, uh, let's see, uh, when we're doing the variable resistance with the X3, um, we're also taking it to failure. In other words, you're doing it this way and your little, you know, your little up and down gets smaller and smaller and smaller, right? Because until you can't do anything. And Jake Wish argues when you get to that part is when you quit. And that also really promotes muscle growth, that failure. You think that's right? I, th I think it does. Some people actually disagree with that and say train near failure like Ray Pete. And some actual bodybuilder people do. But I think the failure idea works. As long as you don't overload the muscle where you, where you do uh, rip it apart, rip it, yeah. which has happened. But I don't see that happening with the bands and things like that. And, and I'm a failure person. I think super compensation where you actually destroy some muscle tissue and then the body says, hey, we got to build up more muscle so we can, re we can adapt to our civilization. We're very adaptive with our muscles, with our fat with the geometry of our body. And we can we can actually accommodate uh, almost any situation given enough time. Some people break, are quick adapters, some are slow adapters. So on this variable resistance where I'm having success building muscle everywhere, chest, lats, shoulders, uh, biceps, triceps, um, am I tearing muscle? Uh, why? How can it grow without tearing? I think you are tearing it, despite what he says, but I think you're tearing it in a beneficial way because you have to see to regenerate your body. You have to get rid of old cells. They have to die. There's no way, no way you can do it without generating unless you get cancer. Then none of the cells die. And of course, you're in big trouble at that point. Uh, so I think he he's probably wrong on how he's saying it. But. It doesn't matter because you're doing a good thing. Yeah. I think variable resistance is definitely a superior form of training. Huh. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, and I recommend it. And uh, I watched a lot of other videos of, of the particular training system of the one system you have. Mm -hmm. And it was good. One, it was even a doubter. And he said, you know, this works better than the other system. So it's one of the very best. Just like he said, the bands are made out of a particular type of rubber that doesn't break down and things like that. Right. Otherwise, you're going to get weaker bands. So uh, I'm totally for it. And, and I'm writing down every day when I do the different exercise, like the, 
this thing or, or the, and write down how many I can do before failure. And I'm constantly able to do one or two more. So I'm, Next. I'm getting stronger, which is pretty cool, right? Even though, yeah, so that's interesting. You know, I like to write it down and say, well, so I like, like, you know, I'll say, well, yesterday or two days ago, because you switch every other day for each muscle, uh, two days ago I did 25, and then, so I, I have that in mind before I do it, and then I try to get past 25, uh, you know, 26, 27, and then write that down. And Are you still doing the hanging too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do the hanging think- probably uh, four minutes a day total, where you just hang. Get that? That's, cool. that's isometric, and I think that's beneficial too. It's not as beneficial as variable resistance, but it does give you uh, muscles need variety, mm. and that's one really good way of doing it. As, and, as kids, we all did it. <laughs> and then still stretching too. You know, I still I'm out of my yoga mat two or three times a week in the middle of the night, just stretching with my red lights. You know, and it's amazing how how flexible the body can get. You know, I'm just I'm just totally amazed. You know. Sometimes, or or how much, how much uh, movement you can get in your neck where you felt like I could never go there, right? No, that thing's never going to work. It's crazy. It's crazy. I think we used to love to travel. You did hang from tree branches as a kid. In fact, we had yeah. we were pretty athletic at that point. We would hang from the branch and then let go with both hands and grab the next branch down, and did then you? let go and grab the the next branch down we got pretty high up in the tree in our backyard remember those jungle gym things too that we always had a jungle gym right and you could just you could just walk on those like a monkey you know we love those things kids do that love them as a kid i had to walk two miles to get to my jungle gym at the park <laughs> fraser park or whatever it was yeah we uh we did that a lot and uh and and uh, there were rings and all of that things Uh, i loved gymnastics it was the only sport i liked in high school (laughs) i hated football i hated baseball i hated all the others but when it came to tumbling on the tumble mat mat and rope climbing and things like that i loved it (laughs) adam 